CurlyTea.com. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another CurlyTea.com podcast. I know it's been a minute, but I've been trying to get a lot of things in place, try out new ingredients, and of course, test, test, test. You know something? I really don't know if you guys know how many emails I get asking about various things related to ingredients and different recipes that I posted at curlytea.com. Um, I'm assuming everybody knows that there is a way to contact me at the website curlytea.com by using the contact form or simply sending an email to coils at curlytea.com. That's C-O-I-L-S at curlytea.com. And I get a lot of people asking questions about like substitutions for different recipes and the thing I always say is for you know try it out try it out I need for you guys to try it out that's the whole point of DIY you can customize it you can make it your own so if you see me using I don't know shea butter and sesame oil for a recipe but you only have olive oil and mango butter try it out test out that recipe using the ingredients you have you may actually like it hey if you have different types of ingredients and you want to make the recipe twice you may actually like your version better than mine that's why I always always give the advice to people who are asking to test it out <laughs> that's the nature of DIY putting the power to make great things in your own hands it rests with you what do you like if you know that your hair likes olive oil more than shea butter then it's you know it's a possibility for you to substitute the olive oil you have for the shea butter that I recommend in my recipes now I will say one thing about substitutions I can't guarantee that it'll turn out exactly the way you see in some of the pictures that I post most times but yeah, you may like your version better than what you would have liked had you followed my recipes. Or you may, in the future, make it again and like my recipe better than your recipe. You know what I mean? This is all, again, it's all in your hands. If you don't have Veggie Moist, which is a, a humectant um, that I like very, very much and I use quite a lot of my recipes. But if you don't have it, try to make the recipe with glycerin. Now, glycerin is a, it's a little stickier than the Veggie Moist. I like Veggie Moist for that reason. Um, but if you don't have it, try it with glycerin. Um, lower the percentage. Try it with honey instead of Veggie Moist. Just to, you know, test it out and see if you like it. If you know your hair hates shea butter with a passion, <laughs> I don't see who hair would hate shea butter, but... If you know that your hair hates real shea butter with a passion, try it again with mango butter. Try it with organic palm butter, which I really, really love as a substitute for shea butter. It doesn't feel like shea butter, but it's, it makes a great substitute. It, feel great. it feels great in the hair. So if you have kupuasu butter or cocoa butter, try those. Now, another issue that is, you know, sort of tangential to substitutions is the the final product of what you will be using if you do substitute 
one oil for the other. Now, some oils are, they feel a lot oilier in your hair and on your skin than other oils. They're oily oils and dry oils. So say for example, you have a recipe and it's meant to be a leave-in conditioner and they use oils like, um, let's see, kukui nut or hazelnut or safflower or sunflower oils, even baobab oil. But you don't have any of that. You just have olive oil, sweet almond oil, and maybe shea oil. Now, if you make a recipe at curlytea.com and you have oilier oils like olive oil when you make your products using the recipe now now it may feel different on your hair than it did on my hair because you use different oils and the oils are more substantial or heavier or oilier so if I post a recipe and it feels great on my hair and things get soaked right up and it doesn't leave a heavy feeling if I post that information in my notes and then you make the recipe and you've substituted heavier oils like olive oil or sweet almond oil for the oils I used in my recipe so when you read oh it soaked right up and then you made it but it didn't soak right right up on your hair it was more substantial and oilier on your hair it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad mix and it doesn't mean that my information is wrong. It just means that different oils have different properties. And a hazelnut oil and a kukui nut oil, they are a lot lighter than an olive oil or shea oil. You know what I mean? I hope I hope I am explaining myself where you guys can understand it. Like if you work with a lot of oils, you'll be able to tell the difference between a shea oil and a hazelnut oil just by feel. Right? They feel different on the skin. And those oils are different than a sunflower oil. It feels different on the skin. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. You know how castor oil feels? If you use the Home Medics version of the castor oil, it feels very thick and coating on your hair, right? Well, castor oil is a lot different than a kukui nut oil right so if you make a product using the recipes that i recommend at curlytea.com and you substituted castor oil for a light oil that i've used like camellia oil or kukui nut oil the final product will feel different on your hair than it would have been if you would have followed the recipe word for word so if you read on the website my notes after you become a member of course <laughs> if you read my notes that oh something felt so light and it absorbed so quickly but then you made it and then you used castor oil and then it didn't feel that way on your hair well it's because of the castor oil so when you're dealing with substitutions you have to make sure that you have a comparable substitute you know what I mean like if the recipe calls for a kukui nut oil substitute camellia oil or possibly baobab oil or some other light oil that absorbs quickly on your skin and your hair if my recipe calls for a I don't know a shea oil um, which is an oilier oil to me substitute olive oil for that because those two oils are kind of similar at least the quality that I use are kind of similar 
shea oil feels way better than olive oil just as a side note but <laughs> you get what you get my meaning so so yeah if you're talking about ingredient substitutions oil substitutions make sure you try to substitute something that is comparable so that you can get similar you know a similar outcome don't forget you can add your blog posts opinions recipes and links to your business and social media websites by signing up and becoming a subscriber at CurlyT.com. CurlyT.com helps to empower you to create your own hair care and skincare products. So what exactly is Curly Tea? Curly Tea is a website with DIY recipes and valuable information about various ingredients used to make products. Now, I like to use different teas, herbs, oils, emulsifiers, thickeners, and additives to come up with great recipes and various experimentations to care for my naturally curly hair. Now, CurlyTea.com is sponsored by me, myself, and my empty purse, so it's a great idea to become a subscriber at CurlyTea.com, which affords us the opportunity to procure various teas, herbs, oils, additives, emulsifiers, and Ayurvedic ingredients to create those great DIY recipes. And here's a little tip, the CurlyTea.com website subscribers will always get the best and most up-to-date information. Now, there's also a CurlyTea.com podcast you can get through Stitcher Radio for Android users and through iTunes for Apple users. So keep DIYing, guys. The power to create your own hair care products is in your hands. Um, another issue I get a lot of questions about is consistency, like the thickness, viscosity of your final mixes, particularly after people have made substitutions for, you know, some of the recipes at Curly Tea. Now, if I have a recipe that calls for shea butter and you substitute cocum butter, not cocoa, cocum, that's a really, really hard butter right so the final consistency of your diy product may be a lot thicker than what you see in the pictures that i post with some of the recipes i make or vice versa if you don't use any butter and you use a recipe that calls for shea butter and cocoa butter but you use olive oil and sesame oil the consistency of your final product will be a lot lighter and not quite as thick as what you may see in pictures that's because of the nature of the ingredients that you are using you know what I mean you know how shea butter seems to be a lot creamier and a lot softer than cocoa butter right so you wouldn't switch out those ingredients and expect to have the same consistency right you know what I mean? From my testing, from my years of experience, whenever I add cocoa butter to something instead of shea butter, it always turns out just a little bit thicker. You know what I mean? A little bit more substantial. And it doesn't absorb quite as much because the nature of cocoa butter and shea butter are different. You know what I mean? I'm telling you. <laughs> if you use high quality unrefined shea butter, it just feels different on your skin than even organic cocoa butter. Cocoa butter to me, on my skin and in my hair, just a little bit oilier. You know what I mean? It's more protective instead of, 
instead of soaking in and and like I said if you routinely work with these two butters you will know what I'm talking about so yeah just be mindful when you're making substitutions just be mindful of you know consistency changes you it may it just may be a lot runnier or a lot thicker depending on the final ingredients you chose to use now in addition to that there are all types of ingredients meant to thicken and to change the consistency and the viscosity of your final product you know what I mean like for example if you are making something and you want to add I don't know xanthan gum to it or guar gum to it it'll change the consistency of it it'll make it a little bit you know if you're using guar gum you will feel the softness and feel the slip um, but it will also thicken it up just a little bit more you know what I mean add just a little tiny bit of that oily type of not oily that gel type of of consistency to the final product if you're using something like cetyl alcohol or cedaryl alcohol or even stearic acid it'll make it heavier or starchier to give you a little bit more drag along with that thickness as well like the thickness from cetyl alcohol is very very different than the thickness you'll get from a xanthan gum or a guar gum do you know what I mean so it's not the same you can't don't I would not recommend if a recipe calls for a BTMS and acetyl alcohol I wouldn't recommend you having BTMS and guar gum as a substitute for the acetyl no those two are not to me those two are not interchangeable as thickeners so just because it's a thickener and I call for a thickener and you see thickener and then you add a thickener <laughs> you you may not like the recipe do you know what I mean don't use don't see in, in one of my recipes 2% acetyl alcohol and say oh she used 2% cetyl alcohol so I'm gonna use 2% guar gum no <laughs> save yourself some time and energy girl don't do it okay first of all 2% guar gum is way too much and from my experience it could cause flakes it could leave leave flakes in your hair so don't do that you are listening to the curly podcast keep listening for more information Okay, another issue, <laughs> again, which actually sort of dovetails right into the cons- the, um, the substitution argument is, you know, people who write in and they don't have alkyl esters or they don't have nature silk or they don't have veggie moist or caprylic capric triglycerides. Um, for me, to me, these little additions the alkyl esters the ccts the you know what i mean the nature sucks they add an extra oomph to your final product they make them look more like products that you would buy in a store you know what i mean if you ever made something and it came out looking a little you know starchy or you know not not shiny it look it doesn't look like the creams in the stores well that's because those people, those manufacturers, they add little additives, little things. Um, most of their little additive additives are petroleum-based or petrol petrochemicals or things that are derived from that. Things like propylene glycol, dimethicone, and other cones. That's how they create that gorgeous, 
sort of you know look when you open up the product it looks shiny it's soft it spreads easily well that's because of the extras and not necessarily because of the main ingredients in their recipes now I've always been on the hunt for you know natural versions of of some of the little additives that you find in store-bought products and one thing I do notice from the manufacturers they will give you a whole lot of information the sites where you actually buy the ingredients they'll give you information like that like um, ingredients to die for is where I get my alkyl esters and at the site they'll tell you that if you wanted to use or have the same type or similar effect as silicones like dimethicone in your hair care products substitute what you would for di the dimethicone substitute alkyl esters for that and I actually have the website pulled up right now um, at the website it literally says quote the addition of a small amount of alkyl esters will smooth out most emotions and enhance the spreadability and glide in cult. It's like um, it's a non-irritating, non-comedogenic substitute for like vegetable oils. And it helps to decrease the oiliness of a mix. Like the feeling that it is. Like if you use cocoa butter and you know olive oil and it leaves a like really really oily type of, of feeling on your skin and your hair you can add something like alkyl esters or caprylic capric triglycerides to decrease that oily feeling and alkyl esters is one of the things that does that it's an additive that I would recommend now what I have the alkyl esters is not EcoCert approved but I would use that any day over dimethicone I just would another outstanding additive that I would highly highly recommend is nature silk now this one is natural it's not petroleum based it is echo search and MPA approved it has so much you know that glide that softness that silkiness to your product it's a uh, a plant-based alternative to an ingredient that you will find often in a lot of conditioners and hair care products called propylene glycol and butylene glycol. So if you see um, ingredients like that in your favorite conditioner and you want to try to get make something similar and you see propylene glycol, get some nature silk and use that as your more natural alternative to it. And again, I'm looking at the website ingredients2die4.com and no, I am not getting paid and this is not sponsored by them. Maybe if it was, I would be able to do a lot more for you guys, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, at the website, go to the website. It says, quote, nature silk is not propylene glycol, which is a petrochemical. Nature silk is the plant-based alternative to propylene glycol. Nature silk is 1,3-propanadiol. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly or not, but propylene glycol is 1,2-propanadiol. Anyway, girl, they're saying that it ain't propylene glycol, okay? So it adds so much silkiness. I'm telling you, I am telling you, before I got nature silk, I didn't realize how much I liked the feeling of it how much it added how much 
it added to the silkiness and spreadability of the product. It's kind of like Alkalesters in that way, except Nature Silk is EcoCert and NPA approved. And again, we're simply talking about the feel of your final product, the look of your final product. Does it look like something you want to put in your hair? Does it look like something you want to put on your skin? How does it feel when you put it in your hair? How does it feel when you put it on your skin? These are little additives that boost it. They help to make it feel more like something that you would walk into a store and buy. Now an added bonus with the Nature Silk is that it actually makes an excellent way to um, incorporate gums like guar gum and xanthan gum into your mixes. You know how you try to throw some guar gum into a mix and stir it with a spoon or something ridiculous like that and you have big clumps of, of, of you know, of guar gum or xanthan gum in your mix and it's not coming together and it's not evening out. Well, a way to deal with that is to add guar gum to nature silk first. Stir it make it it'll look like a little slurry like a, a cloudy or white slurry and then you add that to your final batch and it'll mix quite well it simply makes powdered ingredients more soluble it makes it easier for those ingredients to be mixed with the rest of your batch now nature silk also serves more than one purpose so does Alkyl Esters. I'm telling y'all, I try to buy stuff and test out stuff that has more than one purpose. Nature Silk also is a moisturizer, according to the manufacturer. It's a clarifying agent. It's a foam booster if you're making, um, you know, shampoos and stuff. And again, it can be used on skin and hair. So it has a dual purpose. You can add it to, you know, your skin lotions and face creams as well as your conditioners and styling products. A third great ingredient I have, again, I covered this in my oil. Um, I wrote a blog about ingredients you can add to your oil mixes to really make them come alive and make them feel a lot better on your skin. Caprylic Capric Triglycerides is one of those ingredients. Unlike Nature Silk, which is only water soluble, Caprylic Capric Triglycerides is oil soluble. So, and I really use it to you know really grab some of that greasiness some of that heaviness and take it out of the feel of the final mix like I want to use you know if I have a recipe where I want to use you know a high percentage of shea butter because I like the the final way that it helps my hair and helps to moisturize my hair if I want to use a high percentage of shea butter and cocoa butter and sesame oil and you know if I want to make a recipe with a high number of oils in it but I don't like the really greasy way it may feel on my skin or it may stay on my hair I add caprylic capric triglycerides to it to sort of knock down some of that final greasiness like I still want the properties that those specific ingredients bring to the improving and moisturizing my hair, but I just don't like the greasiness. Caprylic Capric Triglycerides is one of those ingredients that you use to sort of knock down that greasiness, take that greasiness factor down a couple of notches because, you know, sometimes it's just too much. You know, I may, 
Uh, in the past, I've made recipes and like the next day I'll touch my hair and my whole palm will be greasy. <laughs> Don't act like that ain't never happened to y'all, okay? <laughs> but if you want to avoid that, add those little additives like the Caprilla Capra triglycerides and the alkyl esters to knock down that greasy disfactor. And I'll just call it CCT here on out. Um, it, it, um, the oil itself feels like, um, a little silky, dry, almost powdery, you know what I mean? So it doesn't feel like a regular vegetable oil, you know, and I wouldn't recommend you using it like a regular vegetable oil. Like don't pull out a bunch of CCT in your hands and spread it all over your body and expect it to work like a body oil or shea oil or a baobab oil or something that's a vegetable based oil. It doesn't work like that, at least not the the grade of CCT I buy from ingredients to die for you know what I mean if you have oily skin people actually use CCT as an alternative for oils like if you saw a recipe at curlytea.com and it called for I don't know 5% oils 10% oils but you know that you are an oily girl and you don't want to put that much oil on your face substitute the vegetable oils that I have listed under those recipes with CCT and you have essentially made an oil-free skin cream an oil-free mix and again remember I always try to buy ingredients that have more than one purpose not only does this um, take out a lot of the greasiness in your final products it is a replacement for vegetable oils like I just said because for you know number one it lasts a whole heck of a lot longer than vegetable oils it doesn't go rancid after a year you know what I mean so but uh yeah a lot of the extracts that you see marketed to 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 be added to different products actually contain CCT as the agent that carries those extracts you know what I'm saying so so yeah um, some manufacturers use it as a way to dilute hint hint dilute their extracts so they can give you a little bit more to work with and a lot of manufacturers also use it because of the extremely long shelf life i mean according to this information it has a quote virtually unlimited shelf life do you know what i'm saying so i would suggest that y'all get you some if you can afford it get your hands on some and start testing girl that's what diy is all about curlytea.com now, <laughs> in addition to a lot of questions specifically about, you know, product substitutions and ingredients and all that stuff, I get uh, questions about the website itself. Now, I love different looks, okay? <laughs> I love to change the website, the way it looks, the whole layout, <laughs> like every couple of months, sometimes, you know, sooner than that. So, <laughs> I'm just... I'm just trying to put y'all on notice like if you come here and you see you know you went to sleep and the website was gray and then you woke up and it was red and soft beige <laughs> that's still me I just love you know you know changing things up and seeing if you know things will load quicker or if the colors will be softer and easier to look at for longer periods of time i like testing that type of stuff out too remember i am a diy girl okay so don't be alarmed 
as long as you still see the little curly tea anywhere on the site you know the little slogan empowering you to create your own hair care and skincare products as long as you see that you know that it's me you know that you are where you are supposed to be so don't be too alarmed <laughs> I'm telling you don't be too alarmed because one one young lady wrote me she's like girl I thought I was on a completely different side I thought you had sold the site right from under I'm like no <laughs> no <laughs> she was supposed to like exclamation points like it was serious business she thought something had went terribly wrong <laughs> and I'm like no ma'am no no so you know in case anybody else is curious about that I'm like this chick changes up this side so much yes yes uh because it's fun and it's interesting and I like to change the layouts just so long as you can find the information do you know what I mean so if you see a 404 page or a page that's blank please uh, let me know because I do like to test out different layouts for the website and try to improve the readability and the way things are laid out and make it you know easier for you to find so again if you happen upon leaks that don't work or pages that are blank or pages that look out of out of sorts please send me an email let me know girl I'll fix it as soon as I possibly can or try to get the site developers or the developers of the actual extended plugins and extensions I use to you know to fix it so let me know Anyway, it has been wonderful talking to you guys and giving you some information about some of the feedback I actually get from you guys. And again, if you want to leave feedback, just go to the website and click the contact link or send an email to coils at curlyt.com. That's C-O-I-L-S at curlyt.com. Ask me a question about ingredients or a specific recipe. Share information about the outcomes of some of the, you know, the DIY mixes you've made. Or you can leave a comment down below, be underneath the recipes or underneath any of the blog posts if you want to. Hopefully, <laughs> sometime in the future, these Curly Tea Podcasts will become more regular, but I'm doing what I can as of right now. So y'all, cut me some slack, hunty. Doing this stuff takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of work, and a lot of money, okay? As does everything, so I'll continue to do what I can. But when I do get an opportunity to talk to you guys like this, I am going to take it. So anyway, I am glad... If you have made it to the end of this podcast, thank you, darling, for listening to the entire podcast. Don't forget to rate it. We are at Stitcher Radio and iTunes and CurlyT.com, of course. So until the next time, y'all keep DIYing, okay? And don't ever let anybody take the power for you to create your own stuff out of your hands. It is always in your hands.